Uh, one guy that has not taken uh, – doesn't need a lot of time to uh, get used to practices, and that's C.J. Campbell. We're seeing a lot of signs of him, how it was with Trishon Ward this last season, the king of spring, and C.J. Campbell blowing up on Florida State's first scrimmage on Saturday and hearing a lot of good things. One thing I was told, a 60-yard breakout run. Uh, I believe had two touchdowns too, but just multiple just explosive plays from C.J. Campbell and – when we get to practice, I'll talk some more about him too, but an, a really, really impressive spring scrimmage. And I'm wondering, you know, to start connecting the dots here with Corey Wren transferring and such, and you see C.J. Campbell blowing up. He's getting a lot more burn. He's getting a lot more playing time, maybe getting up there with the twos, maybe getting even chances and opportunities with the ones here and there just to see how he feels and how natural he is and comfortable. But C.J. Campbell really emerging. Like you said, Nate, this is – this is no sissy. This is a big, big guy. Um, no between sissy. him and Benson, he's no sissy. <laughs> hey guys, it's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Dolls. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, aka E Dub, in the house. So we're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go live, go Nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear. Go Nose. This is Terrell Fuckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear, presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Deion Primetime Sanders. Great Deion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I, I could wake up to that greedy every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, Nose fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder, Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go Nose. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What is happening, guys? This is Logan Robinson from Here the Spear, presented to you by NoGameDay.com. We are here on a fantastic, beautiful Tallahassee Thursday evening. We just wrapped up a intense practice. Michael Bell liked the response from Tuesdays. A little iffy practice to Thursdays. Happy with what? He saw today out on the field. We've got some pro day stuff to talk about. Recruiting, big time recruiting weekend coming up soon. Uh, we've got also a recap of today's practice. Uh, maybe a surprise this upcoming weekend in recruiting. We'll dive into that. And then we got a lot of basketball content to talk about this evening also. So thank God we have Austin Beasy in here to give us the latest. He and Jake have been killing it. So with me this evening, we've got Nate Greer, lead recruiting insider at the top with me. D. Lou, bottom right, lead recruiting, well, lead writer and editor. And then Austin Vizi, lead basketball writer. Gentlemen, how are we feeling? Busy week, but it means we got some stuff to talk about. I'm feeling good. Check out this new room. Yeah, you There's knew. stuff on Look the walls. Look at you. You're looking good. There's not a permanent haze in the background now? <laughs> well... It still that looks a little – look at this light glare. Yeah, we'll have to fix that. I'm gonna, I did say I would come over there and help him with some of the light. I feel like I'm about to get teleported up. Like, like Cartman. <laughs> yeah. A full-on Cartman from uh, South Park's first season. You know, I can see it. <laughs> that was the first episode. I know. Yeah. No, but we are here on a really uh, – Really good week. This has been busy. Uh, as you kind of know, too, we we launched Bucks Game Day a couple weeks ago. So a lot of Arian stuff and him 
deciding to retire just put us into a whirlwind yesterday and we had Florida State's practice today. So it's been wild and VZ's got a lot of basketball stuff. So we'd probably need to jump into things right away. Everybody's in the comments wanting us to get started. So uh, as always, listen to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Leave a review if you want to. If you don't want to, don't care, but definitely hit subscribe so then you get notified every time we release a new episode. we got a lot of talk about this evening, so let's jump right into it. Number one, we'll start off with Corey Wren deciding to enter the transfer portal. Florida State running back. Uh, speedy guy. Didn't get to see a whole lot of burn. Was dealing with injuries a lot. I know you were close with Wren during his recruitment, Nate. Um, and I just thought probably lead it off to you first. What are your thoughts on Ren deciding to enter the transfer portal? I think, you know, his message came across pretty clearly that he just was looking for more opportunity, maybe more playing time, and that's understandable because if mm-hmm. you're looking at that running back room right now, it's pretty stacked. So what are your thoughts, Nate, on Ren? Uh, it, it is what it boils down to is the opportunity to play more on offense. Um, you know, he, he's kind of buried on the depth chart. And some of that is just he hasn't been able to stay healthy, um, you know, battling some injuries in, in, in the lower body. But, you know, it, it, it's to be kind of expected. I think we kind of talked about it a little bit here before spring started that he was someone to watch to see what happens if, you know, he's in a game some traction or possibly be a guy who looks to leave. So, um, you know, the move doesn't surprise me. Um, it, it's nothing more than wanting to play more. The guy does like Tallahassee. He likes the coaching staff. You know, he really enjoys being in Tallahassee, but, you know, he's two two years into his college career and wants to play more. And that's led him to go ahead and enter the portal. So, um, it, you know, he, you know, for not to put, too much out there, but, you know, not really happy with just a special teams focus, you know, wanting more chances on offense. Uh, he did look good so far this spring from what, you know, I saw, and, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, Logan and Dustin yeah. have been out there more than I have, but, you know, he's looked pretty decent. And, and his best practice on Thursday. Yep. I mean, he's finally healthy, and that's why. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you have a, 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 you know, nagging, you know, groin injuries and hamstring injuries and stuff like that, those take a while to heal. And speed being a part of his game, you know, he hasn't been the player that everyone thought he was going to be, and that's because of injury. But he's healthy now. Um, I I wish him all the best because, you know, he's a really good kid. Um, You know, it's a business decision for him in order to get a chance to play more, and that's what it comes down to. And, um, you know, I do think that speaks on the ability of C.J. Campbell. Um, I know he's a walk-on, but – you know, very much taking the Trishon Ward route. You know, the kid's not – he's no slouch. So, you know, it looks like FSU really has a solid four- or five-man rotation in that running back room. So, you know, good luck to Corey, and I hope to stay in touch with him. Yeah, like you said, I don't, I don't really think it comes as uh, much of a surprise just because of where he already was in the rotation um, with Trishon Ward, Lawrence Toa Philly. DJ Williams, guys that had kind of passed him up last year. And then you had Trey Benson and Rodney Hill come in, and they've already been pretty impressive, showed some flashes in spring camp. And you mentioned CJ Campbell as well, who has continued to impress. He was a guy we noted in the fall last year who was just consistently impressing uh, in practice for Florida State. And now, you know, he might get a bigger opportunity. And Ren, 
you know, coming into spring, I, I thought he looked pretty good. You know, I was I was surprised to see him in person. His frame was much more developed uh, than I thought, and I, I think that was the benefit of getting to go through the tour of duty, coming back from those injuries. But you know, like you said, Nate, it comes down to opportunity. He never got to play an offensive snap at Florida State, if if I'm correct. He he only contributed on special teams and just didn't get to make much of an impact overall. And wish him all the best and hope he finds success somewhere. Yep, absolutely. In that running back room, it was pretty clear today how much depth they have there because you got to see some flashes of DJ Williams too breaking up open some plays. We'll talk about it later on whenever we get to the practice report. But you can see though this running back room is pretty stacked. And we were, maybe weren't thinking about this before going in the spring, but if you look at it now with the emergence of CJ Campbell, you still have DJ Williams healthy. Now you have Rodney Hill too. You know, that running back room is big. I do think that you know, when you look at what Corey Wren brought to the table is, you know, someone that you can get out in space, you know, get it, get him out in the, mm-hmm. in the passing game. And that's something that Rodney Hill has looked really impressive um, so far, you know, maybe more so versus being, being a running back, you know, natural straight up running back. And that's not saying that he hasn't had his moments of looking really good as a ball carrier, but Rodney Hill looks like, you know, one of those athletes that you can get out in space and, and create, Mismatches, kind of like a, an Antonio Gibson that Norvell had at um, at Memphis. So, you know, I I, I think those kind of things, you know, it led to you know Corey's decision. So, but it also bodes well for FSU that they have more than a handful of guys that look like they can contribute to the to the backfield. Yeah, you know, one thing about Norvell, he knows how to develop running backs and you know going back to cj campbell we'll talk about a lot we'll talk about him a lot tonight because just flashes from practice and then a really good spring scrimmage but him coming up you know now that that opens up a scholarship and should open up an opportunity for him on earning one and getting in there and you know he has his his biggest thing he talked to us on tuesday and said the biggest the reason he's getting more opportunities is because of his his consistency and that works really well for Mike Norvell. We saw consistency with Malik McLean. We saw consistency with Treshawn Ward this last spring. And look what happened. They ended up being starters in majority of the games. And, you know, you saw Deshaun Corbin doing his thing. But it was easy to tell that Treshawn Ward might have been uh, the, the, the most talented one in that running back overall. And so uh, look at C.J. Campbell. We'll talk about him some more this evening. So best of luck to Corey Wren. I don't think a major hit to Florida State. Here, um, but a good kid, someone that represented Florida State very well, and wishing him uh, the best of luck uh, wherever he goes next. And, and, and one more thing before we move on, it mm-hmm. wouldn't surprise me to see him. You maybe turn his focus to track. Yeah, and that's what wasn't there some smoke about him maybe going full fully into track before the yeah. season. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't wouldn't surprise me, but you know the kid loves football. You know he considers himself a football player first. So, you know, I think we'll give it, you know, one more chance, but I wouldn't be surprised to ultimately see him, you know, go the track route. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very fast, very speedy. And like I said, last Thursday, I uh, had a touchdown score and had a really break off run out the side by the sideline there. And so I thought he had one of his best practices of the spring on Thursday. So it's just crazy how some things can change just like that. But uh, like I said, wishing him the best of luck. 
Uh, let's talk spring scrimmage here because I know there's a lot of comments and there's been a lot of DMs and uh, Discord messages if, if we're going to talk some spring, spring scrimmage, and we most certainly will. Uh, we had a few sources in attendance for this, so we have a little bit of nuggets to share. Let's start off with let's start off with uh, the quarterback position group. And you know, I was told there was some up and ups and downs behind Jordan Travis with Rodemaker and AJ Duffy. I think there was one clip shared. I believe by Micah Pittman's girlfriend on YouTube that was all over Twitter of a really nice throw, rollout throw uh, made by Duffy. But ups and downs for both guys behind Jordan Travis. On Jordan Travis's side, I heard some really, really good things about the deep ball for him, which is something we saw on Thursday right in front of my own eyes uh, just blow up. I know we talked about it on the podcast last week, but he was connecting nonstop, had a beautiful 90-yard drive, three plays on Thursday, and then goes into the spring scrimmage. And from what I was told, had some really good deep balls on the money, but there were some drops that, you know, you don't like hearing that ever. But uh, Jordan Travis at least being able to be on the rhythm there as his wide receiver is going deep is something that he has to work on and, and get better at because there was opportunities last year where, you know, those are explosive plays at Florida State has to get down on the field with, and that's something Jordan Travis is developing and getting better at. You see to, uh, Tony Tokars, Florida State's quarterbacks coach, really hands-on with all of these quarterbacks and still really heavily on uh, Jordan Travis. And so I think that's a good sign, at least, for the deep ball situation here and him getting better there is something uh, that he, he he's working on. And, you know, his reads, too. I saw on at least on last Thursday uh, making a third read uh, to a wide receiver, and, you know, that's something that, you know, a year ago, you really wouldn't see Jordan Travis doing. He also did it in practice uh, today in an end zone throw, finding uh, Malik McLean. So those two connecting very well. But yeah, quarterback room, you know, some ups and downs, you know, Rodemaker, still still some developing work to do there. Um, but Jordan Travis, from what the source told me, definitely, I mean, just levels and levels ahead. And it was kind of like how it was last spring, you know, with Mackenzie Milton there, you had Rodemaker, you had Purdy, but Jordan Travis being... Uh, just just way ahead of the, these guys. And, you know, it's going to continue a conversation after spring of who they're going to get at QB2 because I still think it's going to have to be a transfer thing. Do you, Lou? I, I think that it's – you got to find some help there. And I don't, I don't know if Florida State has a really good backup to Jordan Travis right now. And that's going to be uh, a conversation we'll talk about all offseason. But who's going to want to transfer and be a quarterback? No one, no one's entering the transfer backup. portal. I'm saying, who wants to, who wants to transfer and be a quarterback, yeah. or you mean a backup, quarterback? <laughs> or a backup, a backup? I'm <laughs> sorry, who wants to transfer and be a backup quarterback? Because these guys yeah. are in the transfer portal and they're looking for opportunities. They're not saying, "Hey, let me go transfer to Florida State." They didn't even make a bowl game last year, and I'm going to be the backup behind Jordan Travis. That's not a knock on Jordan Travis at all, but I, I just don't. In this day and age, not many people are transferring to to sit. They want to play immediately. Mm-hmm. Same with Milton last year. If he would have known that Jordan was going to end up beating him out, I don't think he would have ended up at Florida State. I I, I think you'd be surprised. Um, you know, it wouldn't be a a big time kid that would come, but you know, I, I I'm starting to be in agreement with you know with Logan. Um, I I do think that. You know, Duffy would have flashes that throw that made its way to social media was just that's an NFL throw. Um, but he also had moments in the scrimmage where, you know, he's from what I understand, you know, like Logan said, there was a really bad throw at the end that was just no one in sight, and that was an interception. He's gonna be a freshman. Um, you know, when you have Tate Rotermaker, who's your next most experienced guy who 
has had his struggles. I do think that you you can't chance going into next season um, with you know Travis's injury history. I, I think you got to try to find someone that can at least be a game manager for a game or two if something happens. Because I just you know I speak for myself. I don't trust um, you know what they have right now and i think duffy is gonna be a guy for them i just don't think that you know he's gonna not play like a freshman and, and that's to be expected that's anywhere else in, in the country yep yeah true freshman coming in understanding the system and uh that, that's going to continue to develop and you know you see him scrambling more in practices and that's just and, how it goes and, and, and he was studying the system before he came so he's understanding the system it's just you know it's a whole different ball game from high school to you know college and the speed of the game and everything it's going to take time to adjust so mm-hmm. you know fsu has a number one guy and i i think that you know they're gonna have to test the waters to see what else is out there yeah it's just uh, a tough yeah, situation to it's a kind it's of tough to go. sell because hey, at the same time here. you don't want to you don't want to push off it. Duffy or or Rotomaker, or Rotomaker at the same time by bringing in someone else that you know has eligibility then farther beyond 2022. It's, there, there's a lot yeah. of moving factors that you have for to sure. think about when you're when you're bringing in another quarterback because Jordan Travis probably going to be back for another year. Duffy's mm-hmm. obviously the plan is he going to be here for the next three to four years. Who knows about Rotomaker? So you bring another QB in the room to mix it up. Even if it's happens? a one-year guy, you know, got to understand that, you know, what's best for the team. There's got to be some understanding. I don't think you're bringing a, a guy with three years experience or three years eligibility left. I think you bring in a guy who has maybe lower level experience that can help you at some point. I, I, you know, it, it's tough. Like yeah. you said, Dustin's tough. Plus the scholarship numbers. I mean, Florida State – they're still kind of towing right around that that mm-hmm. eighty five limit, and you know, obviously, it looks like they're still scouring the transfer portal a little bit at options to see who pops up after the spring. Maybe they look to bring in another offensive lineman or look for some more help at edge or, or linebacker, even even at defensive back now with mm-hmm. Brownlee heading out. So there's still a, a lot that could happen. And you know, you yeah. guys remember last year, Florida State was still adding transfers after the spring into the summer, so. I don't yeah, think it's add, over they yet. They added Gibbons in what, Mar- mid or late March? Yeah, and they added Marcus Cushney two weeks before fall camp began. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Where's Hornybuck when you need him, right? Golly, you just kill to get some Hornybuck. Man. <laughs> in his left hand. Left arm. What a good time that was. What a f- fascinating quarterback. Room. That should just be a whole conversation in itself. I, I, I don't understand. Like, you know, that's props to Wisconsin staff to get him. Get tw- what, 26 wins out of get 26 <laughs> wins out of him and did, line and he, running backs. Didn't he win a conference championship? Probably. You know, you know, props to Jonathan Taylor for carrying you know horny book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll exactly. it for you. Yeah, exactly. Uh one guy that has not taken uh doesn't need a lot of time to uh, get used to practices, and that's CJ Campbell. We're seeing a lot of signs of him, how it was with Trishon Ward this last season, the king of spring, and C.J. Campbell blowing up on Florida State's first scrimmage on Saturday and hearing a lot of good things. One thing 
I was told a 60 yard breakout run. Uh, I believe had two touchdowns too, but just multiple, just explosive plays from CJ Campbell. And when we get to practice, I'll talk some more about him too, but an, a really, really impressive spring scrimmage. And I'm wondering, you know, to start connecting the dots here with Corey Wren transferring and such, and you see CJ Campbell blowing up, he's getting a lot more burn. He's getting a lot more playing time, maybe getting up there with the twos, maybe getting even chances and opportunities with the ones here and there just to see how he feels and how natural he is and comfortable. But CJ Campbell really emerging. Like you said, Nate, this is, this is no sissy. This is a big, big guy um, no between sissy. him and Benson. He's no sissy. <laughs> this is this between him and Benson, I think, are your two biggest backs out of the room. I don't really have to think about it. those are your two biggest backs, but well, very impressive. Campbell's not the tallest, but he's very well built. He's built mm-hmm. like a, a running back. Should be. Um, yep. But, again, you know, I know FSU fans get all bent out of shape about, you know, a walk-on, but, you know, Kid's a good running back, man. It's just a simple sentence statement. The kid's pretty good. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, he's yeah, had dating a- dating back to the fall. He's had some flashes uh, and practices. Logan, I know he's a guy that that you've brought up before. I, I don't know why you're doing that. Oh, well, no, no, no. I'm I'm sorry. I'm looking at the comment from Timmy, and I was the same one that talked about Trishawn Ward. I over I must have overhyped Trishawn Ward last spring. Did I overhype Deshaun Ward too much? Well, I told you about Deshaun Ward. And you... <laughs> I was there at the scrimmages. No, no, but you jumped on it after after you saw him. <laughs> well, yeah, no, we well, we all talked about it. Said, you know, we hear the practice, the sort, you know, the scoop that we'd get from some of the sources saying that Deshaun Ward might be the best back in this room, and it's a, and he's a walk on. And they're like, okay, well, we'll see. I'll, I'll see with my eyes. It was like that the year before scrimmages when he was a freshman. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, when he came in as a freshman walk on, he was like. People are like, oh, damn, you know, this guy's going to contribute at some point for FSU. Mm-hmm. And, and Campbell's taking the same route, so not really overhyping the kid. Yep. He's just talking yeah. about what realistically is going on. FSU found another, you know, diamond. Yeah, and like I was saying, he, he's shown flashes dating back to last fall, and that's just kind of continued it and now, you know, getting more experience in the system, getting more comfortable in the offense. And now you're kind of starting to see those progressions. Like you said, Logan, he had a pretty good um, first spring scrimmage, and hopefully that can just continue, you know. So we've got the king of spring, and now we have the prince. (laughs) Oh, my God. You've been waiting to say that. You know that, too. You've been waiting for that one, but yeah, great, uh, good, good, solid first, uh, true spring scrimmage. I, I think for Campbell getting a lot more opportunities at least. And then I want to talk about uh, a defensive end, Nate, who you predicted. You had you had some good predictions on Pat Payton going into this spring. I think you had him in one of your pieces, Nate. But Pat mm-hmm. Payton on Saturday, from what I was told, was a menace. Uh, to Florida State's offensive line, and you're starting to see a trend with the young defensive end, number 56. And I was getting a text during the scrimmage asking, who's 56? I was like, oh, that, that's Pat Payne. I said, oh, well, by the way, he's just grabbing sacks like it's easy. And, you know, we kind of see little clips here and there. Then I know Florida State's sharing pictures of him celebrating with Sam McCall. So you can see the things, connect the dots. He probably had a really good uh, scrimmage and uh, Pat Payne also we'll talk about on practice today, but had a sack that caused an interception from uh, Sam McCall today too. But go talk yeah, I mean, to, talk about your guy Pat Payton who's put yeah, on some size. Yeah, you know, the, the, as I said 
you know, before in our little spring preview, I think he's probably the most gifted natural pass rusher that was on the roster. And and that was that was always the case for him coming in, and it was going to be how his body developed, and you know, it's developed pretty well. So, you know, I think he's going to be a guy that can get, you know, five to eight sacks this year, um, and, and really help this unit. You know, he looks really good, man. You know, simple fact that he's talented, and you know, he, he's maturing like like you want. You know, a, a, a freshman come in. Take time to develop his body, you know, work on his craft, which he did, and you know, going into year two, you know, make a make a jump, and he has. I think he's made a leap, so fully expect him to be in the two deep. Yeah, you pretty much said. I mean, he's made tremendous strides with his body over the past year. Um, shed some bad weight, put on some muscle. I mean, he's just another another product of Josh Storms. Honestly, and now you're starting to see that work in the weight room translate onto the field. You know, he, he he's primed to make an impact for Florida State this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting to see how he is, you know, setting the edge and, you know, how he is in the run game. But when it comes to the pass rush, he is going to be – he's going to cause some – he's going to wreak havoc. Another name that I want to mention before we move on to Thursday's practice. Um, You're still staying your on the, yeah, staying on the scrimmage here. Well, that, there's, there's which one? <laughs> which one you got to start? With? Well, you, I mean, you talk about verse. Yeah, well, I, there's a lot to talk about, Jared Verse. I kind of want to keep it mainly to Thursday's practice because this All was right. his best practice yet and had a lot more opportunities. But I want to mention one more name, and that's Micah Pittman. We talked very mm-hmm. highly of him on Thursday after going off. I mean, being the best player on the field this last Thursday. And then once again, from what I was told, had some really good plays, was limited, not too many plays uh, on Saturday. But whenever he was in there, he was uh, making some grabs, scored a touchdown or close to a touchdown. I think it was like a almost 40-yard gain almost into the end zone. Uh, but it seems like uh, don't know who the quarterback it was throwing to him, but you're seeing a lot of connection between he and Jordan Travis, at least in practices. Don't know if that necessarily was the throw from Travis to Pittman in that scrimmage, but you've seen Micah Pittman really get into a groove here. And we already know what you're getting from Johnny Wilson, who we'll talk about here in a minute, but a lot of people thought maybe he was just coming in. This is special teams guy. Great. He's going to play really well there and do his thing. But he might have heard Twitter and decided <laughs> to just kind of get things going here. And <laughs> he's been balling for Florida State, but I heard a really good things about him during Florida State's uh, first scrimmage. Uh, and, you know, the wide receiver room wasn't so maybe great, but a guy that, uh, on Saturday uh, was Micah Pittman in that group that impressed. Yeah. And maybe he started a little bit slow, but. Now he's he's getting into a groove, and and as you said, last three or four practices, he really ha, has started to come into his own and been one of Florida State's best receivers out there, as well as you know I think he's going to make a tremendous impact in the special teams game because you know you look back last year, Florida State couldn't fair fair catch a punt to save their lives. I mean they're letting the ball bounce and losing 15, 20 yards of, of field possession. I don't know, basically like every punt. You know it, it was it was pretty bad out there. And what I've seen from Pittman in practice is he comes up to catch these punts. He's never letting anything bounce. And I, I think that's going to be a big help for Florida State's offense, getting better starting field position um, on some of these drives. So we'll see how that plays out. 
But this was always a guy that we thought was going to make a pretty big impact for Florida State. He's been beat up a little bit over the past couple of years. Didn't get the biggest opportunity of at Oregon um, in the fall, just with how how they're more balanced towards the run. So now that he's at Florida State, like you said, developing connection with Jordan Travis, their lockers are, are right next to each other, if I imagine. So they've been spending a, a lot of time together, getting to know one another. And I, I, he's going to be a weapon for Travis in the fall. Another guy that's going to be a big-time weapon is going to be Florida State wide receiver Johnny Wilson. We'll jump into some practice notes from today. A lot better practice overall. Mike Norvell, after uh, the session, you know, said he liked uh, how intense it was. He said this was one of the most intense practices they've had. And I will say it was chippy. It was most certainly chippy. The guys in the group chat do know that. It was very intense. And, you know, Mike Norvell talked about after practice, he said, this is, there's definitely a lot of teaching lessons and, you know, things that they'll talk about, you know, just things that, you know, I think he liked the practice. Um, It was a football practice. This was actually, Mm -hmm. this felt like a true football practice and guys chirping with one another. You had offensive linemen and defensive linemen going at it. And, you know, they had some, some extra stuff going on and that's just how it should be. You're right in the thick of spring right now, guys fighting for that depth chart. And one of those guys fighting for a depth chart is uh, Jared Verse. I'll get to him in a second. Let's watch uh, right here. We've got, I believe this might be the throw from Tate, Tate Rodemaker. Rodemaker. Yep, this is from Tate Rodemaker what? over to Johnny Wilson. Although wide, <laughs> wide open there, but he's been, you know, we talked about it. We were like, oh, well, this is definitely a red zone threat. And here he is. But, I mean, he's been making these grabs all over the field and uh they're just get the quarterbacks just love throwing to him because of how lengthy he is and his ability to high ball uh high point these balls but look who's uh i just now noticed it look who's after the quarterback here is that pp mm-hmm. that sure is can't tell for all the pixels i know thanks Twitter. Uh, uh, I, hate Twitter. Uh, I think i think this tip this is a tip ball in my i think before we get into the practice uh I, I do like the fact that they bounce back maybe off of their worst practice of the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you didn't see it carry over, you know, if anything, they, you know, the intensity and the, the chippiness maybe was a little bit of frustration for how they practiced yesterday. And they probably got dug into a little bit from the coaching staff after, and that's good. But, you know, you know, they didn't have a back-to-back poor practice. So, you know, really good to hear that they, came back and had a much better day. Yep. A lot better. But yeah, Johnny Wilson uh, continues to just make these plays uh, all throughout uh, spring so far. And he's been kind of a shocker. Maybe he's just, he has been a shocker too. I think a lot of Florida state fans with how quickly he's gotten adjusted to Florida state's and Mike Norvell's offense and clicked with the quarterbacks. And like I said, the quarterbacks love him because of his length. I mean, you could throw it, you have a lot more range to throw with Johnny Wilson per se and Ontario Wilson and Keyshawn held, um, you know, these wide receivers, that's just how it goes in football. Uh, I'm going to see if I can find another video here, but I do have one on Jordan Travis having a pretty impressive rollout and finding Malik McLean really late here. Uh, but it's actually throws across his body back into the end zone and is able to find probably, I would say, his favorite wide receiver right now. 
keeping the play alive going out. You see, this looks like Lundy right here picking up. I want to say that if you can, if you can figure that out, props to you, bro. (laughs) Um, but yeah, Travis and Malik McLean really starting to, I mean, not starting, but they've been a big time, um, tandem this, this spring. And I think that might be, Jordan Travis's favorite wide receiver right now. Uh, I want to talk Jared Verse because, you know, I was high on uh, Trishon Ward this last spring, and I said that he was, I said that Jared Verse this spring would be a solidified starter heading into 2022. Nobody else on here agreed with me. Nobody else here agreed with me on that. And no depth chart talk, boy. Yeah, I can't talk. I can't. I can't talk depth chart. No, we're not talking depth chart at all. We're not definitely. We're definitely not talking depth chart. But he had. Yep, yep. We're keeping it PG here. But Jared Verse getting a lot of opportunities on Florida State's defense. Definitely today with, um, you know, Fuller giving him a chance to get in the groove. And uh, I don't know what it is, but I think Florida State's offensive line are 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 not going to start. They're just not going to like Jared Verse. Um, He dominated. And every aspects, uh, every aspect of the practice today. If it was one-on-one battles, uh, doing drills earlier in the practice, and then definitely when doing eleven-on-eleven here, uh, absolutely bull rushing a few linemen. I'm not going to name names here, but bull rushing a few guys and, and making things look easy. And things got a little chippy, and that's just how football goes. And it's kind of you're starting to see. And Jared Verse talked about it on Thursday, saying, you know. A reporter asked, what are you looking forward to in this spring scrimmage? What about, what about a, it entices you? And he said, depth chart. That's, that's all, that's all he's, he's caring about here. And uh, today it was just absolute domination um, from him. Uh, j- just getting to the quarterback, stopping the run game. Uh, he moved to the inside a few times too, uh, creating some pressures to the quarterback. It was it was a very impressive day for Jared Verse, who I think is going to be solidifying himself as a, a starter on Florida State's defensive end. I, I, end I'm spring. feeling pretty, I'm feeling pretty good about FSU's situation at defensive end right now. You know where we sit at spring with with Verse and you know Briggs, McClendon, Fuller. Uh, I, I'm feeling pretty pretty good there. Then you have you know Byron Turner, who who's flashed a couple times so. I'm feeling pr- pretty good about you know, what two weeks in the, two weeks in the spring. How many practices are we at now? Eight. Today was day nine, I think. So eight. it was actually eight. You know, past the halfway mark, you know that's one thing that we needed to see in the spring is you know what were they going to do at defensive end, and it looks like they have some they have some some people there that are going to really play a big role. So. I, I, I'm feeling pretty good about that whole defensive line as a whole. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're not going to replace those losses of, of Jermaine Johnson and, and Keir Thomas. It's just not going to happen. But can you have enough guys step in to build a viable rotation? And I think you do. Like you said, Nate, there, there's really four, five, six guys. I don't, I don't know if you said Pat Payton a second ago, a, a second ago, but really five or six guys that can all get in there contribute in a variety of ways you've got guys that can help more against the run you've got guys that you can put on put in on passing downs it's going to be an interesting rotation for for the coaches to figure out and you know they've got a lot more time to do that before august thankfully but mm-hmm. 
verse, it, it seems like he's trending up. And that was one thing that, that we all were hoping, but we wanted to kind of limit a little bit of that hype. You know, people are coming in saying he's going to replace Jermaine Johnson next year. And I think he could replace Jermaine Johnson, you know, over his career. But I don't know if he replaces all of that production right here in 2022. I think you're looking at 23, 24. He's going to be a monster. That's the perk about him. You got this time. I think a lot of people think, you know, this is like a Jermaine Johnson one year dealio. But, you know, you got verse for a little while. I'm not going to say it's going to be a long while, but it's going to be a little while. It's going to be longer. Could than go early. Yeah. You, you'll have him a little bit longer than Jermaine, which will be very nice. But from what we're seeing right minimum, now. So, yeah. You got yep. him at least for two years. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he's, he's, he's been very impressive. Today's practice was kind of like his, like, hey, I'm here and I'm here to stay. So, uh, a good practice there. Norvell liked what he saw from verse. And then we'll end off here for Thursday's practice talking about Florida State's top rated recruit in the class, true freshman Sam McCall. Coming away with two interceptions on the day, had a really impressive PBU down the sideline. The thing about McCall, guys, while watching him in practice, getting the binoculars on him, because for some reason, FSU likes to do their one-on-one battles all the way across to the other practice field, which makes it a little hard from Dick Hauser to see him. But that's why binoculars come in handy and being able to watch number 11 and his coverage and how tight he is with being able to be hip to hip with most of these wide receivers is one thing about him that is really, really impressive. There's not a lot of blown, uh, there's not a lot of blown routes that he's getting broken on, guys. I, I mean, McCall today, and like I said, had the two two interceptions. Pat Payne had the pressure on the quarterback and kind of had had an easy type uh, pick there. Um, then the end zone uh, interception was really impressive. Staying true to his guy in the end zone because it was a developing play uh, and made sure to stay on his assignment and came in with the interception and ruined uh, a really nice drive um, from Tate Rodemaker, who was having a really nice drive down the field. But Sam McCall ruins the party and the entire defense. I mean, I'm talking the entire defense came right over because I was cornered in the end zone there and came celebrating with them. Mike Norvell comes over there and says a few nice things to him. Really excited for his young defensive back. But hello, Sam McCall. Uh, I know there was some just jibber jabber, just regular FSU Twitter stuff this morning talking about McCall and such. But maybe he saw Twitter. Maybe it was from his tweet giving some props to Jackson State. I don't know if he was trolling or not. But uh, I, think he decided, I think he was trolling too. But he decides to uh, go off and come away with two interceptions today. And I just knew it slowly but surely he was going to come away with some because, like I said, his, his cover ability has been really impressive. And this is a true freshman, too. And he's, been, he's getting opportunities against really good competition, too. So, yeah, Sam McCall, hello. And I can't tell you how much, you know, it makes me happy to hear that he's having the, these kind of battles and coverage and keeping up with guys, getting interceptions and, and you know, sticking with these receivers – because that was just one thing um, during his senior season that was a, a little worrisome. You know, there were some coverage miscues. There were some times he, he got blown by. But the kid has all of the athletic tools and, and potential in the world. And, and when he puts it together, you're seeing it right there, out right out on the practice field. He's um, a star in the making. So, you know, I don't know. I don't think he becomes a star that quickly this year. But I do think he's become a, a viable piece in Florida State's rotation, continue to grow as the year goes on and, you know, potentially earn a, a starting spot heading into 2023. And he can flex between that corner, <laughs> cornerback position and safety. So I think we'll see him be moved around in the defensive backfield to figure out where he fits in the best. 
kicker Turner. Um, so I, I do think he'll help this team maybe a little bit more than you think, Dustin. But I also think that both freshmen have something to say mm-hmm. through that depth chart. So, but you know, the thing about McCall since he, you know, entered his sophomore year, he was always a, you know, supreme plus athlete, and you know, growing as a football player. I, I think more than anything, he probably was a little bit bored on the high school level, and now you know now he's got to really focus and play. So the kid, the kid's a true five star for a reason, man. Has a size that you like at corner, you know. Like Logan said, he's got the speed. You know, you you, you may beat him off the line, but he's got great recovery speed. You know, he's got really good technique, so. You know what helps too is that he put, he's played receiver for three years, so you know he's you know he knows the nuances of, of what it, what a receiver is doing, so he can kind of you know stay ahead and, and and run that route before them and get to the point before them. So you know that always helps. That's one reason why I like you know linebackers that play running back because they they know the nuances of the game. You know this guy's played receiver and played receiver very well. That's why there's some discussion if FSU looks at him on offense. So, you got a guy who's going to probably be, a, a, you know, it'd be surprised if FSU has him for four years. Yeah, McCall paired every, with Thomas. Every, everything staying health-wise and everything staying, you know, normal. You know, he's probably a three-year player for FSU. Yeah, McCall paired with Thomas is just – a hell of a freshman class. I mean, they both come into spring practice and not really blinked an eye. They haven't missed a beat, jumped right in there, and and they're competing um, with with the talent every day, and just very impressed by their approach and their mindset so far. You know, sometimes freshmen come in a little wide eyed, takes them a little bit to adjust. Not them. I mean, they just they've hit the ground running and they look like they've already been practicing for a year. Yep. It's been a very nice thing to see for all the newcomers, including transfers, too. Guys clicking in the spring. That's something that Norvell is kind of a little surprised by, uh, that these guys are acclimating this fast into spring. So really good sign there. Uh, let's talk about a commitment that Florida State had. And uh, this is definitely Dustin and Nate's realm here. But uh, kind of maybe a shocker, maybe not too much here. This was Florida State. Florida State gave the first offer uh, to look here. But 2024 quarterback Luke. Um, Cromhoek, I don't know. Cromhoek, 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 Cromhoek. Oh, that's easy then. That's a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. Cromhoek. Okay, good stuff. Tall, tall kid commits to Florida State. That's all I've got. I just know he's tall. He looks tall in pictures. Y'all definitely know more than I do on this, but all I know he's close with James Coleman and our guys over there. So, um. Yeah, it gets Florida State gets a quarterback commit. Yeah, Nate got the interview, so yeah, Nate's got the scoopage. Um, you know, when we interviewed him outside of the Morrison after the first spring practice, Dustin, it kind of seemed like you know he was feeling Florida State mm-hmm. um, a lot. For sure. You know, he did mention that he was going to go check out Clemson. Um, went on that Clemson visit, had a good time, but you know, yeah. It's a guy that FSU identified early. Um, 
you know, it, it was originally Dillingham that was a part of that that whole thing, but it was Norvell Dillingham and 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 Coach Tokars. But Tokars did a really good job with him on the visit, you know, showing him kind of what they envision out of him and how he fits in the offense, and you know, he really enjoyed that part uh, of the visit. Um, went on that Clemson visit and kind of just mentioned that FSU kind of stayed top of mind. Um, really likes the coaching staff, like, likes the, the school itself, and, you know, wanted to jump on and, you know, be that bell cow of the class. And I know he backed up Holden Grenier that's going to South Carolina, so he doesn't have a ton of stats. But, you know, here's a kid, that, you know, he talked about on, on James Coleman's uh, podcast, you know, after, you know, he committed how, you know, he wanted to play safety just to contribute to the team. So here's a kid that is – appear on football player likes contact, you know, you know, he's not afraid to, you know, put his body on the line. And as he said in the interview, he's like, if I have to if I have to run to a four hundred pound defensive tackle to get in the end zone, I'm gonna do that because, you know, I'm not gonna lose. Now I like his mentality. The coaches like, you know, the way the ball jumps off his hand. Um you know, he's not the biggest kid yet, you know, he's probably all of six four. You think that, Dustin? He's at least six three. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Whenever we talked to him um, after the visit on March, he's 5th, pretty lanky. He, said he was. He said he was six four. I think one eighty or maybe yeah. one ninety. Yeah. So I mean, he's got to fill out his body, but you know, there's a lot to like about him in terms of him as a passer. You know, and he didn't get didn't get a ton of opportunity as a backup, but you know. Florida State seen him throw, and that they really like what he brings to the table. So you get your 2024 quarterback, and, and that's maybe a class that you see two guys. So I don't know if FSU is necessarily done um, at that position for 2024, but you, you get a kid who is, is, he's a football player. You know, you know, he has that mentality of whatever it takes. So I, I'm I'm really good with the with the take. Yeah, I don't and, think that's choose. And, and Norville hasn't done a bad job at quarterback since he's been there. So, you know, he's identified guys, and you know, you got Duffy, you got Parson. Um, you know, Purdy's had, had his deal with injuries and everything. So, you know, not everyone's going to work out, but you know, you got to like what you've seen so far. Yeah, and I don't think FSU's done at quarterback in twenty four. I think that's probably a cycle where they're where they're going to look to take two which is why they felt comfortable taking a uh, chrome and hoax so early you know they're going to continue to pursue those elite guys like Jaden davis who uh they had on campus um back in january but speaking about chrome and hoax you know he's a pretty unique prospect especially as a quarterback you know a lot of guys think of quarterbacks as guys that don't want to throw their body around out there nate you already mentioned a little bit of that but, I mean, this is a guy, you know, he you, he got some reps as the backup at quarterback and blowout games. Most of the snaps that you see on film are, are, are rushing plays, basically. Um, very good athlete. And then he's taking snaps at receiver. You see him rushing off the edge. You see him at safety, like you said, Nate. He's on kickoff team. I mean, this is a guy who's contributing in all facets of the ball game, even though he's not taking snaps at quarterback. I'm sure now that he's going to be their starter, they'll probably – 
limit his snaps on, on special teams and and everything now. But you know, played behind a very good quarterback for the last two years. Now he's going to get his shot. And when you look at him in seven on seven, he's just got a very fluid, very compact throwing motion. Not a lot that really needs to be cleaned up there. I, I think it's just going to take him getting some experience over these last two years. And he actually plays seven on seven with fellow Florida State commits, Cam Davis and Jordan Pride. So he's already got a really good relationship with those guys there. And you got to think they're just going to be sitting there developing chemistry now over the next two seasons, um, playing with each other and building those relationships. So it was a it was a good take for Florida State. I was a little surprised. Maybe they didn't wait closer to the summer to get a chance to see him throw again. But then again, you know, they've been evaluating him since almost a year now, since offering in June of 2021. Mm-hmm. So I guess they felt comfortable with all they um, saw, all they need to see. Yes. Got him back on campus in March, saw him in person one last time, and, and that was it. I, I think he's a kid that's going to do the circuit and, and – you know, get a lot of recognition, get get a lot of offers. I expect him to be a four-star quarterback um, when it's all said and done. Um, so, you know, Florida State jumped on it early. Uh, I, I know Clemson does have a lot of interest in them, but, you know, they're really kind of different in how they offer kids. But, you know, they showed a lot of, a lot of interest to him when he was on, on the visit. So, you know, he, he is locked in. Um, you know, he's fully – fully locked in. So, we'll, you know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what schools come after him and, and try to persuade him to, to look elsewhere. But, you know, he did mention that, you know, he'll appreciate the offers, but, you know, he, he he's committed where he wants to be. So, And you look at Florida State, I mean, they, they've done a good job of getting on these talented guys early. You know, Cam Davis, Jordan Pride, um, Camden Fryer, three other guys in 2024 that Cam Davis already basically a five-star, but the other two guys are going to be pretty highly ranked as well. So you got to think Chrome and Hoke, probably a good take. And his stock is just going to continue to build now. Like we've seen with the other guys at Florida state got on early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's a question. Well, we'll get, I'll bring up this Cam Davis question. Cause I know everybody's, um, now starting to tweet. He's out visiting about, Bama. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. We'll talk about that in a second. Well, we're going to get there real quick. I do want to go over Pro Day because D. Lou, you and I were both in attendance with uh, for that with Noah and Maddox. And uh, not, yeah, nothing too crazy worth mentioning here. Uh, I think the winner of the day was Miko Dotson with, I mean, first off, starting off with the bench reps. I mean, him hitting 25 for his size, 220, hitting 225, 25 reps would have been the largest amount of reps hit at the NFL combine this past year, not only just between a, a, like a cornerback, but also a safety, a really impressive showing from him. And along with his 40 yeah, shout out to that Miami offensive lineman with his nine reps. No, oh, that's sad. That is pretty sad. I could do nine reps. Ooh. <laughs> I don't think you can do that's a stretch. That's a stretch. I don't, I don't think you could. <laughs> if he knew he was getting Waterburger afterwards, then maybe. If you could tease Austin, I just like need like your meal down the down the field, then yeah, yeah. Like every rep is a bite of a Waterburger. I, I need like 12, 12 days of training, and I can do it. Yeah, 
but yeah, no, uh, Mika Dotson had a really, really impressive, uh, day. And, you know, I, another guy dealing with injury, a lot of these pro day guys dealing with injuries throughout their career, but most certainly Miko Dotson. I think he's, I thought he, uh, and during his career, I don't want to dive all the way into Miko Dotson's career, uh, at Florida state, but I thought out of the DBs, if he was fully healthy throughout his career for say, I thought that whenever he had his shots to get in the games, I thought he was, uh, one of the, one of your top corners. So wishing him all the best. I thought he had a really impressive, uh, pro day. And then, you know, Jermaine Johnson also, I mean, he only did, uh, bench and we knew that going into it but hitting 27 reps there tying Kayvon Thibodeau who's going to most likely be one of the top defensive ends to go 27 reps at his length size for his yeah, with, arms with is his really arm impressive it's great it's very impressive very impressive. we didn't get to hear the measurement so I've got no idea what his arm length is I kept on telling Dustin that's a that's a lot of good reps there Dustin's like that Just is look, really look bad at that, it. Is look really, long like, Dustin, that is really good Dustin's like oh that sucks <laughs> I was like, like I didn't say it sucked I was like I thought he would be able to do more God. yeah 27 reps I, I thought he would thought get 30 Ke- sorry I thought Kier would do more than 19 honestly mm-hmm. I was kind of I thought so too 20 I thought he'd be in like the 22 23 range because he was a strong dude he is huge he is definitely huge. Um, but yeah, Kier was performing too. He, I, we saw him talking with a lot of scouts at the end of the pro day. We saw JJ going, Jermaine Johnson going and being really vocal with his teammates too, going to every drill, being very hands-on with them and showing support, which was really cool. And he, it just goes to show it. He really does like love Florida State. Like he's going to come back. He's going to be with Mike Norvell. And that's just going to be huge for, I think, recruiting later on. Like, you know, Mike Norvell and that connection there that they built started off with like Mike Norvell blowing up his phone multiple times, multiple times. And then Jermaine, like, God, I should, God, am I going to answer this fool's uh, voicemails or what? And ends up actually answering them. And then from there, just one phone call. And JJ said, you know what? I got to go give them a visit and give them a shot. So. But yeah, Jermaine Johnson did his thing with the bench. I, I, you know, granted, I wasn't there, but I think the winner of the day was Sean Corbin. Yeah, not too, not too shabby, not too yeah. bad. It seems like you know, coming out of it, just a couple of reports I saw that you know he's kind of locked himself into that you know third, fourth, fifth round guy, um, which you know running backs aren't first round guys much right now, so. No, that's the typical range out for running back. So, you know, good, good for him. Damn, Tom coming in, Lou saying maybe you could hit at nine or nine reps for seventy-five pounds. Maybe what's that? A ten and a ten and a five on each side. I could rep that for days. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see it. Little well, arrogant. What? Oh yeah, I mean Tom wants to know yeah. the measure of the calves too. We always got to figure out the calves because we didn't get any wanted. measurements because they were in the far corner of uh, the building and, and we were stuck on the sideline behind makeshift fences. So <laughs> yeah, uh, that's good. I also want to shout out Emmett Rice too, who you know didn't get to see him play last season, but I thought he you know you, you size him next to you size him next to uh, to Kalen Brooks, and you're like. Yeah, there's a whole difference here of an NFL caliber size linebacker, and you've got DeKalen Brooks. And, you know, I wish DeKalen Brooks all the best. We all do, most certainly. Wish you all the best. But Emmett Rice is a NFL caliber size linebacker. And, you know, he had a really good ending to the season prior. And I think, too, I think he's going to get an opportunity with a practice squad uh, for Emmett Rice. Who knows? Some, some, some scout, some team might see something uh, uh, high in him, and I, I still think he has some potential. But I thought he had a really good 
uh, pro day overall. Came in really good size. I thought he ran the 40 well. Didn't get an official time there. Also, trying to time the 40. I thought it was going to be easy. I was like, guys, let's just all time it on our phones. We'll just find the average <laughs> medium. Not even close. Not even close. I had like Nico Dotson having a 5-2, and I was like, nope, I'm done. For I just want to say that I was standing behind <laughs> someone. Like, and I saw a media member time Deshaun, Deshaun Corbin's 40 at 5.35. <laughs> yeah so and it, that was not the actual 40 i mean it was very yeah. bad use of the the hands they they didn't stop in time bad reaction yeah. time on their part yeah but you saw you um I'm trying to think you, corbin's whole family there you saw uh, both the aguayos were in attendance uh, sp- for... speaking of uh you know five three forties you see those 40s at the at the florida pro day yeah did anybody go below a four eight no Oh my God, Jesus! Did you Christ. see? Did you see the Miami bench press? That was the best one. They had an they had an old oh, line. I got to mute you, Mike. I got to mute you. Wait, wait. BG. That awesome. Where you been? Yeah, Dotson outlifted <laughs> everyone on Miami's roster combined. Yeah, no, very very impressive there from Dotson. But yeah, nothing too crazy out of all of those. We won't dial into every single player, but wishing them all the best was a pretty cool experience to get in there. And I think. You know, I think the highlight deal, you probably agree with me. Probably the highlight player of this pro day was Joshua Burrell. I, I was very nervous. I thought Norvell was going to pull him because Norvell, uh, Burrell was making some crazy acrobatic catches. I thought I, you should I, probably I was, bring that up. I mean, that I they brought in hurt. Josh Burrell. They brought in Malik McLean and Jordan Young to uh, run some routes for McKenzie Milton alongside Corbin, Andrew Parchman, and Jordan Wilson. And the guys that are still at Florida State – we're far more impressive than the guys that are trying to go to the NFL. I'll just say that. Yeah. No, I saw a lot of the scouts. Where they, who said they were taking pictures of Josh McLean? I was watching. There was a scout on the sideline next to me, and I was Which watching. Him take, I, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I'm not burning. Yeah. I'm not burning my source. But you're sore. Anyway. You have NFL scouts get. get yeah, I got his. On. I got his number, bro. Yeah. We're going to Chili's. But anyway, I saw him get some pictures of Burrell and McLean. Going to Chili's. Just tell, us, just Why tell us you don't remember what the team was from the Chili's scout. has an, an underrated menu. Burrell's going to be a problem yeah. man, in the slot. Yeah, it's a variety. Burrell and McLean. I mean, McLean is just such an impressive athlete and so on. But Burrell, whenever battling for one on ones, it's going to be it's going to be fun. But yeah, you saw them. You saw the scouts kind of salivating there, looking at those guys like, dang, we we came to the wrong play. Oh, we got K Camp in the house. Rising Spear now kicking off with him over there doing some social stuff for. I'm looking forward to covering a lot of that uh, right this way. They said they got a big announcement on April 4th, so we'll keep an eye out for that. But, yeah, Burrell, he's right. KKM's right. Burrell's definitely going to be a stud, I think, for Florida State, and we'll see how much uh, he gets into this rotation this upcoming season. Uh, let's yeah, be able to do some rec- Go ahead. I was going to say, just now that he's back healthy, you're really seeing what he can do. You know, I, I don't think he necessarily has that breakaway speed, but that was never what he was touted to do. He's a, he's a possession receiver. He's going to come in, make tough catches in traffic, and get yardage. And like you said, Logan, he looked really good out there on, on Tuesday morning. Yeah, he, he's going to knock someone's dick in the dirt for real. He's he's going to be a dog. Okay. Can I? What was that again? Knock someone's. It's it's an old term, dude. Well, yeah. say it again. I'll say it again. Knock someone's dick in the dirt. Oh, I didn't hear the knock. The okay, I just thought you said he's just gonna put his dick <laughs> nah, in the dirt, and I was nah. like, 
I I don't know. He really. may do that too, man. Who knows, man? It's, it's 2022, man. It's getting crazier by the day. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Hear the Spear. This is where you come for the content. Let's jump into some recruiting before we get to VZ salivating at all this basketball news that he finally gets to talk about after a tremendous basketball season. We all got to be <laughs> witnesses of recruiting. Cam Davis, should everybody flip out and be worried that no. he's visiting unofficially to Alabama? No. Bama or Georgia? No. no. No freaking out? What do you guys think? I don't think I'm freaking out. Well, uh, uh, he's, been com- uh, yeah, go ahead. he's been committed to Florida State for over a year. Every time he comes back to Florida State, people pepper him with questions like, hey, Cam, how committed are you to Florida State? Hey, Cam, what's it going to take for you to flip your commitment or, or decommit? And every time he's like, uh, I'm nothing's really going to make me decommit. Even if Alabama offers, I'm still going to be a Seminole. You know, really, I think Florida State's main con- main competition is with the MLB more mm-hmm. so than than Alabama. It's great to see him get that offer from Alabama because the kid's a true five-star talent, and he's going to be one of the best players in the 2024 class. But I, I said a little bit earlier, Florida State, just they've hopped on him early. They really sold him on that relationship. I mean, he has a outstanding relationship uh, with Coach Johnson to the point where he told me in an interview before – He's like, if for some reason Coach Norvell was to leave and, and Coach Johnson stayed at Florida State, I think I would still probably be going there just because they're so comfortable um, with, with one another. So him going on this visit, he actually told me two or three weeks ago whenever he got the offer, he said he was probably going to go check out Alabama. But I think it's more to go have fun. And he's also having yeah. some teammates come with him that are trying to get exposure as well. And th- this is an opportunity for Alabama to Bingo. see those guys as well. And Cam, he's going to be back at Florida State the following weekend for the spring game. That'll be his third or fourth trip of the offseason already. I don't think you have a lot to worry about at, at this point with Cam Davis. I think there's a 99, 99.354% chance that um, he goes to Alabama. That he signs the FSU. So I think it's, I mean, this is a once in a lifetime thing for kids. I wouldn't yeah. be too worried about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Lowe's talked about it. Lowe's talked about it multiple times on the show yeah. here when he was a co host. Talked about, you know, I knew I was locked into Florida State. I wasn't going anywhere else, but he went to the West Coast and visited USD. Mm-hmm. Got to see that. Went to a multiple. Uh, other SEC schools in the southeast over here. So you got to, he, he wanted to have the opportunity of being able to uh, visit. Why not? I would. Hell yeah. If I get treated like royalty going there and get to see Nick Saban, one of the greatest college football coaches, the greatest college football coaches of all time, being able to go see the facilities and such, that's that's great. But, you know, he's a team player guy, and he's also going to bring some of his teammates there too. So, you know, it's F- it's it's FSU Twitter. We're in the, we're in the spring Luckily, it's not dead heat of the offseason. Well, Travis the summer, Hunter, be freaking out. Travis Hunter has completely um, given this fan base PTSD. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it's understandable. Absolutely mm-hmm. understandable. Absolutely. Yes. It's the exception versus the rule, though. I mean, look at the way that Travis Hunter versus Cam Davis conduct themselves in interviews. Uh, Davis, to me, a guy that's mature beyond his years. You know, he has a very calculated approach to recruiting. He, he's very guarded 
you know, with it, with his thoughts and everything. And I don't know, there, there's just something about the kid. He kind of knows what he wants for himself. And, you know, he wants to be a two sport athlete at the next level. He's already said it multiple times that he wants to play football and baseball at the next level. And I'm not certain that Alabama could offer him the same opportunity on the baseball diamond that the Florida state can. It comes down to mom. You know, I chatted with her a little bit, you know, at that elite junior day, you know, while others were interviewing Cam and, you know, it comes down to where, she, you know, she feels she can send her kid and um, he's going to be taken care of, you know, and she's extremely bought into the 48 staff. So, yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah, too. Father fig father. Yeah, it has that kind of, you know, father figure um, type of coaching. And there's a lot of coaches that are on the staff that are like that. Um, but that's a big emphasis for a lot of moms, for a lot of recruit moms to come here. If you're going to be, if I'm sending my child off and to go into college for two, three, four years, you know, I, I want to make sure that he's around, uh, you know, adults that, you know, uh, will take good care of him. So makes sense. I'm not worried. We're not, we won't spend too much more time on this, but we're just only adding to the steam of FSU Twitter going crazy. Losing their yeah, mind. Just, to, just to cap it off, you know, Florida State baseball, has been in consistent contact with Davis. Um, they they see him whenever he's on campus and everything, and they've they've already accepted his commitment. So it's pretty set in stone for him to be a dual sport athlete at Florida State right now. And same thing with another guy that's committed in his class, Camden Fryer, also going to be playing football and baseball at Florida State. And Jordan Pride is actually in the process of discussing with the baseball staff um, if he will be a take to be a dual sport athlete as well. So a lot of really talented guys, not just on the football field, coming in for Florida State. And that just shows the versatility of some of these athletes. Who was the last FSU football slash baseball player? Was it Jameis? And if that's true, then that's insanely shocking it, to me. I'm trying to I think. I think it here. just might. It honestly. might be. I'm trying to think. That's a, That's a shocker to me. Looking right now, I'm trying to see if I can but find one. But you see Norvell's recruiting, though. I mean, the way he works things, he's getting a lot of guys that are dual sport, dual offensive, defensive type players. You look at Sam McCall, too. I mean, you had Travis Hunter, but still, like, he's getting guys that are talented on a whole lot of different dimensions, um, for sure. But, yeah, if you look that up for us there, VZ, while we jump into this next one, Desmond Ricks. Rick, Woo! Rick, Rick. Desmond Ricks. What's going on with Desmond Ricks? Because the, the staff, the staff can't recruit. You know, yeah, <laughs> the staff can't recruit. I think that you know, the staff can't recruit. You know, Desmond. Wow, Rick that's such a tired top. argument, man. So the top player in the twenty twenty four class, there is, you know, there's stuff that Dustin put in there. Nate has some scoop too, but Dustin put in some stuff into the Discord. If you guys have not gone and looked there, then you're definitely missing out. I've been talking on Discord, man. My bad. We got to get you back in there, Nate. They're missing you. Uh, They they miss you uh, just in all cases. But Desmond Ricks, number one rated uh, player in the 2024 class. Might be some good things happening soon. What do you got, Dustin? What what are you hearing? Yeah, I mean, obviously this guy is a a top target – for Florida State, a, a really big priority 
Um, Ricks and his family visited Tallahassee earlier this month on an unofficial visit. It was supposed to be a one-day visit, but they were so blown away that they decided to return for a couple hours the following day. And I've just continued to hear good things um, about this recruitment over our last couple of weeks. It, it really sounds like Florida State has not only caught Ricks's eye, but they've also satisfied what his family is looking for um, from, from a school for him to go to eventually. And I, I believe they're planning to come back April 8th and 9th for the spring game. And it just sounds like things are trending in, in a very positive direction for Florida State at this time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the guy's a hell of a player. You know, I, I think it's interesting too. You know, not to get too much into it because you know I don't have much to say about it. But there's some talk about him possibly reclassifying, which I think mm-hmm. is interesting. Um, you know, so you know if, if they could get him in 23, I, I I know they you know they have some traction with Cormani McLean who. Is just a great defensive back, and you know Tony Mitchell. They you know, they kind of lost some traction there, but to get a guy like Desmond Ricks, who's just as good as those two, and, and you can argue, you know, maybe he's better than than both. You know, to get get on him, and you know, the with the smoke, there's fire. I know there's a lot of crystal balls, et cetera, that are popping up for him. So. You know, Florida State's done a hell of a job, you know, recruiting him and connecting with his family and showing the opportunity. That would be just a a really big get for for uh, Coach Norvell. Um, you know, it does seem like that. You know, the the spring game weekend might be a fruitful um, week overall for for Florida State football. What do y'all yeah, think I mean, it is? I don't know. Like, what do y'all think it is? Norvell? Is it just the I, I, I think I, I think it's you know, I mean five went. I, I, well, I think Woodson's a good, a really good coach. Um, I think that you know the school in and of itself, you know, Florida State still is FSU. Um, I, I think that you know there's a lot of people that are bought into Norvell and his plan. You know, as we've talked about numerous times, and I've said on other podcasts, you know. One thing that is always talked about with recruits when you talk to them with us on the phone or whatnot is they always mention how much of a presence Norvell is on, on these on-campus visits and how how much energy he brings to the table and just the way he can pitch and, and, and the way he connects is I don't want to say the word elite but it's it's up there in terms of being very, very, very good in, in terms of him doing that. So, you know, I think that the coach, that these players, you know, they, yeah, they got, FSU's got to do it on the field. But I think that, you know, the baseline is forming relationships, showing what you had to offer. These kids are, are buying into what this coaching staff is doing. So, yeah, and I've said it before, but Florida State, I mean, they they really do an unbelievable job whenever they can get these guys to campus and Mm -hmm. have the opportunity for Norvell and the other coaches to uh, sit down with them. I mean, really as good as any program in the country, I would say Norvell and the majority of that staff are just excellent. And and the way they approach things and building those relationships and making kids feel comfortable um, with them and, and being real with them, you know, so that approach doesn't go unnoticed 
by recruits. And you see, we've seen it each of the last couple of off seasons. Florida State does great in the off season, but mm-hmm. they failed to win on the field. You know, they have this kind of success in the off season. They carry it onto the field one time, win eight or nine games, get to a bowl game, start to show that progress that you want to mm-hmm. see. That Florida State starting to get back on the elite. That's when it's gonna, you know, go all the way because we've kind of seen it taper off a little bit once the fall gets in. We saw it this last year with some of the decommitments that came in early signing day did not go the way that Florida State wanted to go, and that's because of the results on the field. Mm-hmm. So and, and that was good. Um, I like that. Good job. And, and, and you know, shout out to my boy Steve. You know, he makes that the same argument, Dustin. Where this is going to be a smaller class for twenty twenty three. You know, Florida State gets to that seven, eight wins, gets to a bowl game. You know, this this will probably be a top twelve class. The payoff is twenty twenty four, which is going to be probably a full class. Mm-hmm. You know, that can that can be a, somewhere in the top ten, where where you're sitting right now with some of these recruits that they're getting a lot of traction with. So, you know, it just comes down on the field, and that's what's left for I think Norvell and his staff to to change up Florida State is, is the on-field result. And that happens, like someone put up a comment, you know, imagine the staff recruiting when they're having success. Now, Florida State's going to always re- recruit well because it's it's a brand. But, it, you know, if they can win, you know, we're going to see FSU, you know, make it back to what we're used to. I, I firmly believe that. Yeah, and Florida State, very involved with uh, some of the very top players in 2024 i mean if if they win some games this fall and that momentum starts to bubble up a little bit they they, you you think you think to this time next spring you're going to be sitting pretty with uh the 2024 class there's already a couple guys that that i've spoken to that that seem to be leaning towards florida state Mm -hmm. and could hop on board in the near future it's a really good sign. I, I honestly just need like at least uh, I need six, seven, eight, eight wins would be fantastic. So then we can keep covering the team for another month. We've kind of not been able to do that for a little while now. And I would like to kind of be like a part of those other college football programs that we get to put out some pieces for you guys um, going into December of some practices, go to some more practices. It kind of sucks when the season is over um, near the latter half of November. But, it kind of blows. You know, before, before we go into Austin, you know, I just want to say again, you know, things are falling into place in, in the in the hierarchy of sports at Florida State. So, you know, it, it, it'll happen soon, y'all. You know, basketball is taking a step back. You know, there's a lot of positive things going on at the Moore Center for FSU football. So, you know, you know, we'll sit here and listen to Austin preach about, you know, FSU basketball. I think he knows deep down that, you know, things are – Getting back to where they need to be. Oh no, oh, it's tough. It's tough. Those are tough scenes. I want to shout out here at K Camp now. People don't know that. Well, he just dropped a fifty bomb on us. A fifty bomb on us. He said, "All love, fellas, Thanks, keep bro. killing it." I definitely, definitely hey. appreciate it, K Camp. Thanks, K Camp. Appreciate that. Definitely man. the kind. Of, is that what they're? They got the money over there. Rising Spears. That that's a good sign. And maybe he's showing there's a good. I'm sign. down to sign a deal if I get fifty uh, bucks. <laughs> Yeah, Dustin, that's a lot of Whataburger for Dustin. <laughs> it's really not. It's like I was about to say, that's maybe two like, meals for you. Yeah. Two and a half trips. <laughs> two and a half. Jesus. Uh, it's, it's like two meals and a late I'm just kidding. Nice <laughs> You're not kidding. Yeah, yeah. he's not kidding. <laughs> 
Wife's going uh, out of town this weekend, so we'll I'll, see. I'll take a triple large. Uh, I'll take a shake and I'll take a water chicken and give me some uh, some whatever dessert they have. I would be dead. <laughs> a triple and a chicken sandwich and I, a shake. I, 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 I did eat a triple and, and a chicken sandwich when I was up there for the first practice, man. I thought I was gonna die. At the same time? Yeah. God. I, I, I don't get up there to to, to oh, be a part of uh You could have just went twice. <laughs> uh goodness. But yeah, K Camp definitely appreciate the love. Looking forward to the announcement um, on April fourth. They got some good stuff coming over there, so looking forward to having them. Maybe we can have K Camp on here too, maybe as a guest, and maybe give us a rundown on what all the things that they're doing at uh, Rising Spear. I think that'd be a really good um, guest to have on later on after spring ends. So definitely appreciate it, K Camp, for the fifty bomb on here. Uh, let's jump over to some basketball to finish this thing off. Let's start off with obviously Austin Beasy who is now named for getting 2021 basketball season, Austin Vizi. Um He is. Uh, it's not, it's not as funny as the first time. The f- the no, first, no, no, the first no, no. This is funny. Dustin is Dustin, of course, mutes himself and he's laughing his ass off in the background. But I think this is a good name for you for getting 2021 basketball season, Austin Vizi. Uh Did I, I mess guess. up any wording there? I don't think so. Um, but Vizi. I've already got comments on here. There now we've got basketball comments in here tonight, and you know I had some I had someone tweeted me we, we just need a basketball only podcast. So maybe maybe that's the move. Oh Nate, no Nate wouldn't let you leave. He wants to wants you to stay here so he can bully bully your basketball team. Um, but where do you want to start? I'm letting you kind of dive into this first. I know Florida State lands uh, Ivy League uh, a star out of the Ivy League. Yeah. Yeah, uh, start go ahead and start with him. Let's yeah, start with him, Jalen Ganey. Uh, two-time defensive player of the year uh, in the Ivy League at Brown University. Dude's an insane athlete. Um, I tweeted that he has he gets off the floor as fast as anyone I've seen not named Zion, which, of course, I caught some flack for. But dude gets off the floor just fast. Um, despite being six foot nine, he's got a crazy wingspan. Um, his last two games of the season against Columbia and Yale are just crazy games. Yeah. I think it's 25 points, 12 boards, eight blocks against Columbia and 20 points and 18 boards against Yale. And Yale's a really good team, not just good for the Ivy League. That's a good team. Um, kid can play. Um, right now he has one year of eligibility. They're trying to get him a second uh, just because the Ivy League didn't play basketball or didn't have any sports in the 2020-2021 season. So I think he'll get a second year, which if he does, that's that's a huge addition. Um Great player, R- really, really great player. Especially the way Florida State wants to play basketball, where they're switching everything, getting a guy that's, you know, six nine that athletic and c- can protect the rim as well as he does. Um, he was top twenty five in block rate last year. I think it was like ten point seven percent. Duke can block some shots, um, and, and it's kind of what Florida State was missing last year, especially once Malik Osborne went down. You know, a guy that can still switch one through five, but be a, be elite rim protector. Um, huge addition. I mean, this guy was being pursued by every school you can think of Duke, Arkansas, Virginia, Virginia tech, Marquette, Arkansas. I forget if I already said them or not, but special player, really, really special player. I think he's going to be a great addition to the team um, for next year. And they're not done. I think there's going to be some more moves that come this off season. And Logan is over two on this. 
Fudge, fudge balls. I cannot get this figured out how I can get your <laughs> face next to what I'm trying to show over here. Why is this the hardest thing I've ever seen? But keep going there. Please keep going. I'll figure it out in a second. Um, yeah, just, just from what we were told, um, for the people that are in the Discord, we had we predicted that he was going to commit. I think it was either Friday night or Saturday night. Um, like Both me, myself, and Jacob put our predictions in. Apparently, he committed to the staff on the visit, and then he originally had – um, visits lined up to, I think it was Ole Miss and ah, I forget the second one, maybe Marquette. I forget what the other one was, but he canceled both of them and committed to Florida State. So he obviously wow. liked what he heard. His his family stayed behind in Tallahassee while while he went back home. So he got stuff figured out, and I think he's excited to be there, and they're definitely excited to have him because he's going to be a great addition. Yeah, this is a great photo here, man. This is awesome to see. What do you mean? He wow. just abandoned his family in Tallahassee and, and dipped? I mean, how do you go listen, back to school, bro? Got the job done. Yeah, you got you got when you. Oh yeah, I guess, I guess classes are still going on. Uh, I, no. I, you know, I will say I don't know nearly as much as uh, as Austin, but you know, just the fact that you know defense and rebounding, you know what this kid can bring to the table, is exciting. When's, when's the last time you saw someone have twenty rebounds? Or close to 18 rebounds. I see it happen yeah. against Florida State pretty often. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Kid can be kid can be really, really special. Um, especially in this system, which if things go the way we think they're going, um, and I think I think FSU is gonna revolutionize to full small full small ball. Um, I put that in quotations just because you know they're still have guys like John Butler and you know Ganey who are still six ten, seven feet tall, that are just super athletic. And the heme. Um, We'll we'll see there. Um, <laughs> whoa, whoa! Why are you smiling like that, VZ? What you doing, to my boy? There. Don't kill my boy. He he put on Instagram spe- special or what was it? Surprise announcement Friday. So we'll see what happens there. That he's fully healthy and coming back to dunk on people next year. That's what he's going to announce. Listen, I hope so. I just don't know why you need an announcement for it. Um, nah. We've already seen we've already seen Quincy Ballard leave. Uh, we saw. Ala Adin Butia answered answered the transfer portal after being on campus for a total of, I think, what, nine weeks, Ooh. 12 weeks. Um, you know, he got to campus January, then all of a sudden he's in the transfer portal. Um, I'm not exactly upset about it. Um, the only thing to watch is he is cousins with Jeremiah Bembry. Um, so Bembry might be upset about that. And, uh, I'm a big fan of Embry's. That's that's one of my favorite players in this class. If you just turn on his tape, dude's got crazy skill set, even if he's not ranked that high. Um, that's that's something to keep more so on. than Tom House. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Why do you turn off your camera, Dustin? I don't know what to say. How House hit a game winner though. Was it the the state semifinals? I mean, House uh, is a shit. Didn't say bro. tournament. Yeah, he's gonna shoot, which is what which is what they need, and he's a little bit more athletic than he's given credit for. But he's a shot maker too. We'll see how it translates to the Division One level, but he's a shot he do- maker. He dominated the one A private school Ohio League. Listen, he's still he's still hit shots. Hey, real quick on that, you know, my family's originally from Ohio. They play really good basketball up there, so that's not necessarily not, bro. Damn. Yeah, yeah Dustin. I don't think that's true. And he's also playing with Gabe Cups, who's you know. I won't say a household recruit, but I don't know who that is. Okay, fair enough. 
<laughs> okay, we got to stop. Austin is getting good news uh, with us this week. It's turning. It's Tom Hallis came up and. Yeah, that well, that yeah, Tom Hallis came up, it was off the rails for Dustin. Like that, that's all. Oh he, that's all he needed to hear. Whoa! Don't like that take, Hondi huh, Lou. Eh, I think you should have waited. Would, would you? Would you rather hear that? Why Wilkes is not coming back? Because I know, I know that'll excite you. Yeah, that was like my Wilkes favorite player. Yeah, Wilkes officially announced he won't be using his extra year of eligibility, um, which didn't really surprise anybody. I don't think. It's a tough. damn shame. Tough, tough, tough. I Redman out of bed. Moving on. Yeah, the only thing is we still the only we've only we haven't heard from two people from the seniors, and that's Anthony Polite and Malik Osborne. Um, everybody else has at least made some kind of Instagram post saying thank you, Florida State, for these last few years. Blah 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 blah. Um, those are the only two we haven't heard of so far. Um, and with Butiev gone, with Quincy Ballard gone, with Tenora Ingham gone, and so far only Ganey in, and who knows what's going on with Naheem? I guess we'll find out tomorrow. If if Naheem leaves, does that mean Malik's coming back? It really wouldn't surprise me at this point. Um, just get a guy that A is a veteran because no one else on this roster has been here for more than a year. And B, get a guy that can switch one through five, athletic, good shot maker, as he proved for the, through the first half of last season. It, it's it's certainly something to keep an eye on. Um, I know he's not gonna make an, a decision until he's done rehabbing, but that's you know. If if he's on track, it should be like two or three weeks away. You think he go fifty fifty? Yeah, right now I think he's fifty fifty, and that's kind of where he was when I talked to him, you know, a month and a half ago. Like after he, after it was just announced he was out for the season. I, I'm um, talking about uh, polite or Osborne. You think they? Yeah, I, I was saying I think I think Malik's fifty fifty. I don't see polite coming back. Um, not everybody wants to spend six years in college, and I don't blame them. Mm. Um. You know, Except some, sometimes you don't have a choice, man. <laughs> you had a choice. Um, no, I didn't. You did. I applied for graduation, but they wouldn't let me. Just be smarter. Because I was um, like 12 classes behind. Yeah, but I, I just don't see Polite coming back. I mean, that's a guy that's going to have a long overseas career. He's from Switzerland anyways. Just go ahead and get started making money. Go be back home. I, I wouldn't blame him at all for doing it. I would, granted, I wouldn't be surprised either way, though. Um and F, like I said, FSU needs some kind of seniority on this upcoming team because otherwise it's looking like the youngest team I've ever seen. Um, Can they bring these guys back, though? Because I know last year that with the extra year of COVID eligibility and everything, like the scholarships, it didn't count against the limit for Polite, Osborne, and um, Raekwon Evans. But this year the rule switches back and this, their scholarships do count if they come back, right? I I've heard – both things. I've heard that they would count. I've heard that they would not count. Who knows? The NCAA is being the NCAA and not being very clear on it. Because, um, yeah, like to your point, Evans, Ingham, and... Yeah, Ingham, too. I think it was just those two. Didn't count towards the scholarship limit. Um, so I, I really don't know. I, I really don't know. I've looked it up. I've asked people. <laughs> no one could seem to give me a direct answer, and it's annoying as all hell. I, I really wish the NCAA would get their head out of their ass, but it is what it is. Quote that. Quote that and put it on Twitter now. Clip it. Go ahead. I don't Clip care. Easy call on NCA. I mean, I think everybody should call on NCA. Yeah, I, I really don't care. Just get it figured out so we could – like, if, if Malik comes back on next year's team, it's a much better team, much deeper team, much more well-rounded team. Um, 
And that's something they need. That's something they really, really need. Him, um, Ganey, and Butler would be a nice front court. It'd be a really nice front court. And, you know, you can still have Fletcher play the four. Um, you have a guy like Cam Corn coming in who's technically your highest rated recruit right now. Um, it would be a good front court. It's something I would be excited about if they could figure out their perimeter play, which hopefully with Julian Phillips still out there, they can improve that a lot. Um, I know people keep on asking about it. Um, it's one of those we're not going to find out for a little while because Phillips is a very quiet guy. As we found out from the first recruitment, he keeps things very close to the chest. Um, he's playing in the Geico Nationals in Fort Myers this weekend. I'm expecting Florida State to at least somewhat be in attendance. Um, it's a little bit tricky with the weekend of the Final Four because um, I know a lot of people don't know that even though Florida State's not in the Final Four, what a lot of teams do is they'll send their coaches to the Final Four. And it's kind of like the NFL Combine just for NCAA basketball. It's huge networking opportunities. You know, a, a lot of coaches, a lot of managers, a lot of grad assistants would be there just talking, networking, going to going to conferences, committees, things like that. Um, I know Hamilton's doing a Florida State. I don't, I don't know the cor- correct word, but he's doing something Saturday night. Um, I was say I saw him at Costco yesterday. I saw him at the checkout. What, what was he buying? What was he yeah, buying? He was looking for a Costco gift card. He was trying to buy a Costco that was it. Gift card. That was it. That's all he was looking for. It was a car. He didn't have anything in his hand. If I knew what he had in his hands, I'd probably say he didn't even get a rotisserie chicken. It's what like the best deal. What? what did you just call it? Rotisserie. Why? Why are you rotisserie? asking if you got a chicken? Rotisserie. 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 No. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, no, yeah, now you can mute yourself again. <laughs> no, but yeah, no, he was there. Uh, didn't get to chat with him. I would have told him I know VZ. I know Austin VZ. But, at, at, at the very least, he's going to be in New Orleans this week. He'd be like, who? With, with a little bit of the staff and former coaches and former assistants. So, Well, I do wish him safe travels. There is he flying private. Or Will you be there, Austin? I was invited, but I can't get down there this weekend. Wow. Got the invite. I did get the invite. Dustin's like, okay, nice. I need to take a screenshot in the group chat. Prove it. Okay, I will. I'll send you the flyer. Can we talk Julian Phillips? Because I feel like we're just kind of like, we're just teasing, teasing, teasing. Everybody wants to know it's about like, Julian It's Phillips. one of those, like, there's, there's, there's nothing to talk about right now because Phillips is so quiet. You know, well, he, all you he gotta say is McDon- like five minutes of things, and just- he, he he played a McDonald's All American game. Didn't talk to media outlets because he was going through some kind of illness that was non COVID related. Um, he's, he I think he had what was it twenty points yesterday in, in the first round of Geico Nationals. Um, super skilled player. It just from what it seems like, it, it's coming down to the same teams it was before he committed to LSU, which was Florida State, Tennessee, and USC. Um, but until he's done playing, technically done playing high school ball, I don't think anybody's really going to hear anything definite. Um, like Florida State's pretty confident with where they stand, especially with an open roster spot right now. Um, and if you could bring him into next year's team, that's an, again, that's a, a much needed depth piece that they could use. Um, just, just imagining Phillips and Cleveland on the wings is a scary sight. Cause those are two long athletic dudes. To have to, to have to go up against every single night, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, get we'll in the Discord. Happens. If you're not in the Discord, Jacob and 
VZ are all dialed in on this one. J- definitely Jacob. Jacob seems like he's on top of a few things. He's definitely got some whispers in there, and he's in the DMs. So if you guys aren't in the Discord yet, don't miss just, out. You, just, you should see our group chat. Between oh, it's me, a, uh, me, Jacob, Dustin, and Logan. Logan and Dustin don't uh, interact at all. I've been messaging in there more recently. It's just me not, and Jacob just bouncing stuff off each other. I, it, but I read it though, and like so I can like keep up with stuff. Because if I didn't keep up with any of this, I would have. Why? Why am I not part of that group chat? Oh, no, absolutely not. Why not? No. <laughs> no. 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 The stars are aligning. No. The stars are aligning. No. Uh, you just talk. You just talk shit about FSU basketball every day. It's, it's yeah. not what we need. Yeah, we can't have that it's energy. We have to have mean. positive energy now. We need positive vibes after last after last season. I well, I don't even remember it last, last season. I do, sadly. What? No, your name doesn't say it. Just for, forgetting is not forgotten. Well, I can. We can change your name. That's hard, bro. <laughs> Still crying like a titty baby over twenty twenty one. Titty baby. <laughs> You're a titty baby, Austin Veezy. <laughs> I guess. All right. Oh, God, help us. Jeez, oh, I don't know how people... Get me in that this. group chat, man. Let's go. No. No way. Absolutely not. No. You're already in too many of them anyways. I'm in a group chat with you in like five things. That is way max. I can't go. Yeah, I'm, five, I'm in two way. group chats with you. That's that's enough. And trust me, Nate, you're not missing out on much in the basketball one. They're, they're doing it's, their It's literally just me talk. and Jacob. Just, just sharing screenshots. There's names <laughs> that I have zero clue about. I have zero clue. I literally sent a message in there at 2.01 p.m. I'm looking at it. Good. You get a cookie. You get a Did Did you actually metal. text in the group chat? I don't feel like that's true. Yeah, no one responded to me. <laughs> you guys just bypassed me. That's hilarious. Okay. Yeah, because... We were talking were... about Aiki Obiagu. Congrats. I'm just saying. No one ever responded to me. We were, I mean, to be fair, we were already talking about Ike. Or no. Yeah, we were talking about Ike in the Discord. Um, was it last night? In the was, Discord. I think it was last night. Bro, y'all were literally texting the chat about it. I texted back like two minutes after someone replied. No one texted in there again until 824. <laughs> y'all just looked yeah, at my text had, and well, said, put me because in I had there, a man. conspiracy theory. Put me in that chat, man. We'll liven it up, man. We'll get you going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Uh, anything else, VZ, before I uh, take a shower? Um, shout out Coach Wyckoff for getting promoted to the head women's coach. Yep, shout out to her. Deserve, um, deserves, deserves it. Other than that, I don't think so. Although Ham did go see Coach Gates today, which he posted oh. a picture of on Twitter. Which he did the same thing when Gates got hired at Cleveland State. He went up there. But I love Coach Ham. Good family man goes to Costco Good that man. day and then travels up to see one of his future. That's who he's getting the gift card for. That's exactly what it is. They must have a lot of Costcos in Missouri. Also, that's shout exactly out Coach Gates for getting a bag. You think Coach Gates gets the rotisserie chicken? <laughs> now you said it better this time. Go ahead, VZ. Coach Gates got a bag. How much? Maybe six. What was it? what was the final details? Six six years, eighteen point seven five. I think. Damn, okay then. It was something crazy. Is it fully so, guaranteed? Who cares? He's, well, he's, he's got to like, pay out his contract to get it all. But Yeah, I mean, well, he, his first year at Cleveland State, he made 300000 Now he's making 
2.75 million this first year. So not bad. I'm also not- trying to figure out Deshaun Watson's fully guaranteed $240 million. No trade wow. clause no trade- for the whole time. Fully guaranteed, even if he gets suspended. So well, no, the, the first year is only one million dollars for if he gets. Yeah, that, that's got to be Cleveland just paying, giving him the money to pay off all of his civil yeah. suits. Mm-hmm. And and that is we've had enough of Baker Mayfield. I don't care what happens. For real, they've yeah. like truly committed. <laughs> the real the real breaking news here is from Patrick in the Facebook chat saying Eric Church canceled his show. Austin, oh, no, he did. It's because um, he's a Carolina fan and he canceled his Saturday show to, to attend. Oh God, did you have to change your plans? No, I'm not going to San Antonio. You think I'm going to spend my spare time in San Antonio? No. Did I saw a three back to back to back ones. Okay, yeah, it was my, Charlotte where I live, and Orlando and Tampa where I have friends. Of course, I'm going to do that. I, I, I just know it's probably a rough week for you here in those. I, I just want to say, you know, my birthday Sunday. I'll live. Eric, Eric is he's got a lot of backlash uh, for this decision to to cancel. He the has no. He absolutely go has. to go to a basketball game. He's not doing his work duties. Which includes strumming a guitar and talking into a mic like me to go to a basketball game. He would have got paid millions of dollars, but he's going to go to a basketball game. Austin, what do you think about this shocking development? I love you kind of respect it. Like, if Florida State was in the Final Four, I'm canceling all plans to go as well. Like, absolutely. Well, you also – I don't think you're a singer. uh, You don't have millions of fans waiting for you to strum that guitar, bro. No. I don't care. If I did, I was sing shitty music. All right, man. Damn. All right, man. <laughs> What's up with the bullying on VZ tonight? He doesn't deserve this. He had actual basketball news. He hasn't had any in a month or two. And he... Poor Austin. Are we making tournament picks? Do, do we want to make Final Four picks? I don't, I don't even know. <clears throat> I, I, I watched one game, and that's it. terrible. I, I hate to say it. Any it's, time to watch it. It seems like it's, you know, the forces are aligning themselves for, for Coach K. It does seem like that, especially because one of Villanova's top players, Justin Moore, tore his Achilles. Is hurt. Ooh, yeah, nice. Kansas, who is going to fold at some point just because it's Kansas. And they're playing UNC in the semifinals. Well, like, I'm surprised with you about Carolina's run, though. I thought they were a little underseeded as, what were they, eight seed, mm-hmm. nine seed? I thought they were pretty underseeded. Um. Miami was super underseated too at a 10 seed. Like when the bracket came out, I was like, wow, that's low. Um, and I get the narrative has all season has been the ACC has been bad all year, which fair. The ACC was pretty bad, especially early in the year. But, you know, top teams in the conference were still pretty strong. Um, I wasn't surprised Carolina beat, beat Marquette. I was surprised by the score, but I wasn't surprised they won. Mm-hmm. You know, Baylor was down two starters. So, you know, makes sense. Um, that from there, they've just been playing great basketball, especially mm-hmm. Caleb Love and Brady Manick. Like th- those two have been playing really, really well. Um, and when Caleb Love is being efficient and hitting his shots, like that's a tough team to play against, especially with RJ Davis rolling the way he is too. Obviously, Baycott's an absolute tank down low. I'm not terribly surprised. Um, and they, for the most part, they closed the last you know three weeks of the season pretty strong. I think they were mm-hmm. what like eight and two the last three weeks, including the ACC tournament. So. Not that surprised. So I'm going Nova over Kansas, UNC over Duke, UNC to win it all. I would cry. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't I'm like probably, I don't like the outcome either. But <laughs> I, I'm probably taking Duke over Carolina, 
Um, and I don't uh, know who to take. If Villanova was healthy, like I'd I'd take them to win it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but with with more down, I don't know. I really don't know. I'll, I'll probably take Villanova to beat Kansas and then Duke over Nova in the, in the final. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Duke it. over Villanova. I'm not exactly. Happy I, I, about I just it. think you know. I, I agree with, with with Austin. I'm surprised Kansas hasn't folded already. Um, but I mean, to be fair, they had to play Miami in the Elite. Yeah. Eight. Like <laughs> what? Yeah, and I was about to say that they've had a not necessarily a hard hard track to the Final Four. But I do think that if Villanova was healthy, they probably win the whole thing. 100%. You know, but. I just want to see Coach K cry. I want to see him cry by losing, is what I have. Is what I that's, what I'm, that's what I mean. Goodness. I, I, I'll be honest. I'd, I'd be mad if Duke wins. I will be too. Only be just. I, I would be upset if either team, either ACC team wins just because, you know, I live in North Carolina. And I really don't want to hear about it for the next <laughs> six months from all my customers. Now, you're going to hear about it for forever, Duke Wins. Next six years, bro. Do you want to end this off for us, uh, Nate? Uh, William asking, Nate, are we beating Miami this year? That's a no doubt. You know, you bring in Mario Cristobal, who I think is overrated as a recruiter. He's a good recruiter, uh, but he's just a shitty coach. Um, when it's it comes to, the, to when it comes to the game day, you know, in game everything, I think he's just an overrated coach. Um, you know, they have a lot of question marks on their defensive line, and you know, I think the whole defense is going to be um, taking two steps back from last year off a unit that wasn't great. Um, you know, I, I know everyone's. You know, likes Van Dyke and everything, but you'll see what you get with that offensive line. Um, you know, they do have good running backs, but um, I think going to be pushing it. You know, Jalen Knighton is feast of famine. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, right now, you know, eighty-five to two, I, I would go eighty-five to two. Um, I, I'm just not a big nor. I'm I'm more worried about Billy Napier than I am about Mario Cristobal. Mm. Plus, Miami can just kick rocks because you know their fans are idiots. Their coaching staff sucks. Miami sucks. Their players are twat waffles, and they can't <laughs> bench press more than two twenty five nine times. <laughs> and that's how we like to finish off the show. So yes, eighty five to two right now. No, no, while no. We're, while we're heading to April, we're heading to April. No, realistically, I think that, you know, this is an FSU team that matches up well with Miami. You know, where we're at now, I, I just don't think that, you know, Miami is going to be what people think Miami is going to be under, under Mario. Really comes down to how they decide to balance out that offense because, mm-hmm. you know, Tyler Van Dyke, honestly, probably one of the best quarterbacks in the ACC right now, but with what Mario Cristobal did at Oregon, which was more of a, a run balanced approach, you know, they're, we'll, they're going to take him out of the offense. Exactly. I'm wondering if, if Mario's going to alter his scheme a little bit to go more pass oriented to go with his strengths, but we'll see. Because Miami was not a good run team last year at all for, for the talent they have at running back. They were not a good run mm-hmm. team at all. Yeah. 
And, and, and that was supposed it, to be a highlight of their season last yep, year. And, and yeah. so you're going to take a coach that is like 60-40, 65-35 run, and then you're going to take away maybe your best asset, like Dustin said, on offense. You know, I'm going to love seeing it because Miami can whatever. No. Without a doubt. I mean, Tyler Van Dyke was the only guy I was scared of on that Miami team last year because – he got hot last season. I mean, he went on a pretty insane streak of games where he was consistently over 300, 400 yards. And, you know, that that's really what it's going to come down to. How's Miami going to balance that offense out? Is Manny – or not Manny. Is Mario Cristobal going to go away from Same his difference. Str- Same difference. <laughs> is he going to go away Man, from his Man, strength? Manny Cristobal. Of, <laughs> pretty much. But – We'll see what happens. You know, they've, they've got some stuff to figure out over there. Interested to look more into Miami after the spring, see how things went for them. I'm, I'm honestly not really paying a whole bunch of attention to mm. any school right now other than Florida State. So, I, I mean, I got – You're dialed in like Cam Davis. Look at that. I, I, I got the over-under <laughs> for combined sacks for Verse and Peyton at 13. 13? Fading out of nowhere coming in. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us. A really, really long pod, but with a lot of good info in here. So if you have friends, family that are obsessed with Florida State sports or just want to get some updates every week, we do this every night on Thursdays at 8.30 p.m. Next week, we'll be previewing a game. It will be spring game weekend. A lot of recruits in town. We'll be in attendance covering all of it for you guys, and we'll do a little spring game preview for all of you. So, Austin, you going? Nope. I, I, we need recruit coverage. Okay. So why are you telling me this? We'll, we'll talk after. <laughs> There's basketball to cover. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, man. But, yeah, as always, if you guys haven't yet, I know a lot of y'all have left YouTube, but if, if y'all are still hanging on, the, the, the cool people still hanging on to the basketball, listen to VZ's updates, make sure you hit that like button right now before you pop off. If you just now are joining, make sure you guys go back. You can go scroll back to earlier in the show. That's a good thing about YouTube. You can always scroll back and go look uh, at what we talked about earlier in the show. But if you would, wouldn't mind, hit the like button. Leave a comment down below if there's ever topics you guys want us to talk about, too. Always leave a comment, and we will talk about it in next week's show. So, uh, like I said, spring game next week. We'll have a lot of recruiting to talk about, too. And we'll have uh, practice to recap, practices to recap. So, And we'll have a, a scrimmage, too, to recap. So another really jam-packed podcast next week. So. Oh, 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 oh. And uh, just uh... – Keep your eyes on, on the recruiting trails this weekend. You know, some mm. something might happen. Mm. Some keep developments. Your the, keep your eyes on the Discord, too. Mm. Discord so busy, busy. Not in the basketball chat, though. No, there'll be basketball stuff, too. All right. Come on. <laughs> Come on. We share over here. We, sh- we share offense. I don't, I don't need both it. y'all on me. Not me. It's no, Nate. I'm, 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 saying, I'm saying I don't need Nate and Dustin on me. Like, yeah, I've been, not, I've been nice. I've been nice. I've been nice. I'm, I'm just trying to prepare you for what's about to come. You're all all you're doing is disappointing yourself. You you think the stars are aligning, and when FSU goes FSU football goes five and seven again, you're gonna be like, oh man. Austin, don't make me fight you. God, I, 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 I like people you. still watching. You can don't, see his Twitter make, ad right me, there. Go don't make me put Dustin over you in terms of likes. Him. You know, right now it's it's Austin Logan Dustin. 
way down at the bottom. So don't make me put you down under Dustin. <laughs> at least I made the list. <laughs> I feel like that's. A, I feel like there's a ways down for that. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about like here, down. here, yeah. and then like Dustin's hell. all there's the way. Dustin, who's like, like below the screen. Dustin's yeah. down in hell. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'll admit that right now. I'll so, yeah. say. I've been sweating a little bit today. Uh, God. You sweat every day. <laughs> and why do you know that, BZ? Why? Why do you know that? No, the the bigger question is what why do you is mean by that? It doesn't do anything. Oh damn. Jeez, golly! He was, he, he was sweating last night, you know, with that damn Tampa Bay Bucks. Oh God, God, yeah, a lot was going on last night. That was incredible. Of course, everything happens when I don't have my laptop on me, and I'm trying to be a nice family man and try to go babysit my brother up over there in Havana. And you know, Bruce Arians just <laughs> randomly at nine o'clock well, wants to care. say, oh, "I'm retiring." This is FSU. <laughs> I'm hungry. Brought it up, a hole. golly all right yeah i do want to get out of here i am exhausted it's time to eat dinner so uh thanks everybody hit the subscribe button we'll see you guys next week at 8 30 p.m and see you in april yeah adios bye